Um, so John 11 is actually fairly long. We're going to read verses 1 through 45. And I'm so sorry about that, but that is the lectionary text and we need it. So here we go. It is a, let's read the story of Lazarus. The man named Lazarus was sick and he lived in Bethany with his sisters, Mary and Martha. This is Mary who later poured the expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped them with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was sick. So the two of the sisters sent a message to Jesus telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. But when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. So although Jesus loved Mary and Martha and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next few days. And finally, he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. But his disciples objected. And they said, Rabbi, they only a few days ago in Judea, they were going to stone you. Are you really going to go there again? And Jesus replied, there are 12 hours of the daylight every day. During the day, people can walk safely and they can see because they have the light of the world. But at night, there is danger of stumbling because there is no light. And then he said, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but now I will go and I will wake him. And the disciple says, the disciple said, Lord, if he is sleeping, he will get better soon. They thought Jesus meant that Lazarus was simply actually asleep, but Jesus meant that Lazarus had died. And so he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sakes, I'm glad I wasn't there. For now you will really believe. Come and let's go see him. And Thomas, nicknamed the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let's go too and let's die with Jesus. So when Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was then told that Lazarus had already been in the grave for four days and Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem and many of the people had come to console Mary and Martha in their laws. And when Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary stayed in the house. And Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had only been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask. And Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha. Sorry. Yes, Martha said he will rise when everyone else rises on the last day. I know this. And then Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me believes in me will never die. Do you believe this, Martha? Yes, Lord, she told him, I have always believed that you are Messiah, the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come from the world and is from God. And she returned to Mary and she called Mary aside from the mourners and told her, the teacher is here and he wants to see you. So Mary immediately went to him and Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him. And when the people were at the house consoling Mary, they saw her leave so hastily, they assumed she was going to Lazarus' grave to weep. So they followed her there. And when Mary arrived, they saw Jesus and they fell at her feet, at his feet. Lord, if you had only been here, my brother would not have died. And when Jesus saw her weeping and saw other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him and he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? He asked them. And they told him, Lord, come and see. And then Jesus wept. The people who were standing nearby said, see how much he loved him. But some said, this man healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the tomb, a cave with a stone rolled across it in the entrance. And he said, roll the stone aside. But Mary 
The dead man's sister protested, Lord, he has been dead for four days and the smell will be terrible. That is an understatement. Jesus responded, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? So they rolled the stone aside and then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You will always hear me. But I said it out loud for the sake of these people standing here so that they will believe the one that sent me. And then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come forth. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in head cloth. And Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him go. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Now, it would have been easy, I think, to skip the lectionary completely this week because uh, the two texts from the lectionary were the Valley of Dry Bones and was the raising of Lazarus. And in times like this, it seems so difficult to talk about the raising of Lazarus. On a lot of the pastoral forums that I have been on this week where people are talking about how to preach and teach and do things in times like this, people said, I think we have to skip Lazarus. I don't know how to preach Lazarus when I'm doing so many funerals this week. And I understand that that dichotomy is hard and to hold those things in tension are difficult. But I think there are some characters in this story that we can identify with. And I want to talk about them for just a moment. I think my sermon might be shorter than the scripture reading I just read. So bear with me. Um, but I think there are some things we can learn about social distancing and about how to be a Christian in the midst of a pandemic. See, the disciples, the, they were the ones with the good intentions at the beginning of this. They were trying to keep Jesus from Bethany because they were told that people were going to kill him in Bethany. So they wanted to shelter Jesus from all of that. But if Jesus would have skipped Bethany, then he would have skipped the miracle. If Jesus wouldn't have gone to raise Lazarus from the dead, if he wouldn't have met the people in Bethany, the people would not have been able to experience a miracle. And so I think there's a lot of people out in the world right now that have some really good intentions. But if we move too quickly, we might miss the miracle. We might, we might move too quickly and do the social distancing thing wrong. Because no matter how bad we physically want to have church face-to-face, -face, no matter how bad I want my children to physically go back to school and see their teachers face-to-face, -face, no matter how bad I think it would be good if Corey got to go back at work and sit in his office and do those normal things, I think if we do that too quickly, we might miss the miracle. See, because the greatest act of kindness that we can show our neighbor in this moment, in this moment of crisis, is to stay home. The greatest act of kindness we can afford our neighbor is to stay home. The miracle might just be that if we all take a minute and rest, if we all take a minute and can step back and rest, then maybe we will see the sun rise again. Maybe we will see the hope that is on the other side of the mountain. Maybe we will find familial ties that we forgot existed. Maybe we will grow the relationship with our spouse and our family and those we are quarantined with. Maybe this is the miracle. Maybe it is. 
But there's others that we can learn from in this story as well, because then we have Mary and Martha. And in my opinion, Mary and Martha had every right to be mad at Jesus in that moment. I very much identify with Mary. She said, I mean, the second she saw Jesus, she said, Lord, if you would have been here, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. Which one shows great faith in what Jesus can do, but it also shows her anger for what is going on. But it reminds me of myself in this moment as well. Jesus, if you were following my timeline, this would go the way I wanted it to go. Jesus, if you were doing things the way I wanted you to, things would go the way I wanted them. My timeline is all messed up. Things are not going the way I want them to. Jesus, if you wouldn't have been so late to this whole COVID thing, then maybe my life wouldn't be in so much turmoil right now. It's easy to identify with Mary and Martha. It's really easy to identify with Mary and Martha, but I think we can't forget that in the midst of this, that we have a God that sits with us in our pain because then we have Jesus. We have Jesus who knowingly walks back to Bethany into what could have been his own death to sit and weep at the death of a friend. See, he came back to sit and cry at the death of his dear friend, Lazarus. Church, we have a God that chooses to be so close to us, so intimate with us, so present with us, that he is able to weep at a death, a death that he knew he was capable of overcoming, a death that he knew would be temporary, even in that moment, a death that was fleeting, but he knew, he knew Lazarus so well that he still cried at his death. Y'all, because when Jesus encountered the pain of this world, when he encountered the pain that you and I encounter, he cried. And you can too. That's the beauty of the gospel, is that Jesus became fully God, but he also became fully man, and he experienced the emotions that we are feeling, and he identifies with us. So if you are grieving loss of income, if you are upset at the death of a family member or friend, if you have anxiety and concern for what is going on in this world, we have a God that identifies with our pain. And he says, you know what? It's okay. It's okay if you shed a tear or two. It's okay if you feel those human emotions because there is no shame in feeling the emotions that make us all human. There's no shame in that at all because God experienced them and we can too. And I hope you do. But as we feel all of these emotions, I pray that we also have an ear like Lazarus. I pray we have an ear like Lazarus who in the midst of the chaos and in the midst of the despair and literally right in the middle of the grave heard the voice of his savior calling out to him. In the middle of his pain, he could still hear the voice of a savior, a voice that acknowledges the fact that you're in the grave, but he doesn't want you to stay there. A voice that knows where you are and doesn't want you to stay there. Let us be so in tune with our savior that we can hear the voice calling us towards resurrection. Because there is a God that is calling us towards resurrection. 
And in the middle of times like these, it might not be a physical resurrection. I don't know how many Lazaruses we are going to see, but I know for my own self, I need a resurrection of peace. I need a resurrection of joy. I need a resurrection of hope. I need a resurrection in my life. So my prayer for you is that you will hear the voice of Jesus say, come forth. Come forth to your joy. Come forth to your hope. Come forth to your peace. Come forth to my presence. Because when Lazarus left the tomb, he was immediately in the presence of the Savior. When we listen, we can encounter who God is. When we listen, we can encounter his presence in our midst. Over the last couple of weeks, I know all of us have been washing our hands 5,000 times, and I have too. I wash my hands all the time. And a spiritual practice that I have enacted is that I say that our Father or the Lord's Prayer um, as I wash my hands, because it's way better than happy birthday, if that is what you're doing. Um, the Lord's Prayer, it lasts about 20 seconds, and it centers me. In a time when things feel so chaotic and I'm having to figure out my schedule when I have to wash my hands, I say, Our Father, who art in heaven. And it brings my ear back to the Savior. It's tuning my spirit to the things that are above. It is softening my heart to the work of the kingdom. So when you are trying to do Christianity COVID edition, Find yourself a practice that tunes your ear to the voice of the Savior. It might not be the same as mine. Maybe your practice is reaching out to those that are shut in, or maybe your spiritual practice is finding a nonprofit that hands out food to kids, or, or you're finding something you can do. Maybe you're making, you know, I know a lot of people are making sewing masks, and all, maybe that's your spiritual practice. Whatever it is, find it and do it and then listen to Jesus. Find your spiritual practice and listen to your Savior. So that is my prayer for all of you today, that may we keep listening to the voice of resurrection. May we have the care to keep people out of harm's way like the disciples. May we have the advocacy for our family like Mary and Martha. May we have the heart and the emotion of Jesus. And may we have the ear of our buddy Lazarus. Let us pray. Dear God of heaven, we are grateful for your graciousness towards us. We are grateful for your mercy that is new every morning. God, may you continually move across this body of believers and show us what it means to be human and show us what it means to be Christian. May we have our ears tuned to the voice of the one that calls us to resurrection. And may you continually, continually show us your grace. In Jesus' name, amen.